women, well, everybody in a relationship, try, that's part of, you know, that's why we do this podcast. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight, we have episode 138, entitled Advice for Married Couples, Part 2. Last week, we went over marriage tips 1 through 9 from life coach Tyler Tote. We agreed, disagreed, and applied them to our own relationships. And tonight, we're going to continue on episodes 9-ish through 18, and hopefully uh, we can hear from you guys as well. Pull up a seat at the table and uh, join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, what's this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, they're not as good as they could be. If things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There's a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week, we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk. To model rejoicing and mourning, we then hit the main topic. So while it may not be 12, 15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome. Ah. Eric, tell us about uh, about your week. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, we're missing Brian. Oh. Get that off the table. Yeah, I know. Bummer. Um, nothing is horrible, but, you know, like Brian couldn't be here tonight, and he's got to take care of some things, and mm-hmm. uh, we miss him. Um, yeah, this week has been kind of crazy for me. Uh, can't go into any detail. But... Great for podcasts. <laughs> I know. I know, right? But... Uh, yeah, and that's kind of my bad, which I like to start out with. I like to start out with the bad. Um, and I might have to make some hard decisions in my near future, and uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. And, uh, yeah, um, it's kind of weighing on me and making my stomach hurt. So Listen, dude, it'll get better. <laughs> Do not sell Maggie. <laughs> uh, and speaking of my good, let's talk about Maggie. So one of my new favorite things is the like just the magic of christmas so maggie is uh a little over three and she's starting to get into the 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 christmas zone like she's like everything's kind of starting to click yeah and what i really appreciate is people putting lights up um, so earlier this week we went on a, a walk around the neighborhood and it was after I was done work and it's, it gets dark here pretty early. Um, it wasn't dark out when we were walking, but it was dark enough that like people like lights had kicked on. Do you so, have a, do you have a pretty festive neighborhood? Uh, I would say. Fitty fitty. Yeah. Um, so, so it was nice walking around and she was just like. You know, kind of taken back of like, you know, because we, we've walked around our neighborhood before, but now there's lights and like there's that. Mm-hmm. And after I was done work today, um, we went to Sam's Club and on the way home, I took the long way home and we just did, 
you know, we, well, I, I took the real long way. <laughs> like, it took us like 25 minutes to get home from Sam's, ah. which is like an eight minute trip. Um, but we went through all these different neighborhoods in Penn Hills and, you know, just looking at lights and she's in the backseat. Ooh, look at that one. Ooh, look at that one. <laughs> and it was just so much fun. And like, you know, so I really appreciate anybody that puts lights up. Uh, it really, it really is cool for, for kids. And, uh, and that's been so much fun, uh, to watch her experience that. Um, I, uh, I got a sub, so that, that's my, that's my bad and good. Um, food wise tonight, I cooked some chicken and I got some chicken thighs from good chop, uh, recommended by Jay. Yeah. Goodchop.com. Which they were great chicken thighs, but I'm like, why did I get chicken thighs? Right. <laughs> you know, Dude, like I, for, for my next box. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a monthly meat subscription. Yeah. I got, uh, pork chops and my first batch, yep. the, no, first batch, the first four that I cooked, I was like, wow, oh, okay. These are really, really good. Yeah. And the second one, I'm like, there's still pork chops. Yeah. They're not bone in, which makes all the difference yes, in the world. It does. So for my next box, I already got rid of the pork shops and just got more steaks. Yeah. So you're not like I'm a I'm a chicken thigh fan. I am too, but like it's it's one of those things <clears throat> like you don't really need to like buy bougie premium thighs. Yeah. Like it's heritage. Interesting. Like I got beef from them to make burgers. Unbelievable. Really, really good. The bacon. Oh my Ooh, gosh. It really just, I was a little scared of the uncured. Dude. Oh, it's some I the, always go uncured. Literally, literally, Amy said... There's a joke there. I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> Amy said it's the best bacon that she's ever had. Woof. Yeah. Maybe I'll switch and get a bacon. It's... Well, do it once. Right. You know what I mean? And then, you know, switch it up. But, like, yeah, like, I'm not doing chicken again. I'm like, man, I could do chicken whenever. Let you me know? tell you, if anybody should be a sponsor of this podcast, it is a meat delivery service. <laughs> uh, come on. Um, and... I'm excited to try. I do have some pork sausage in in the freezer that you, I need to. You bought somebody else's sausage? No, it's just the the sausage. It's not seasoned. Oh, it's ground pork. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, ground pork sausage. That's what it is. Um, well, but if it's sausage, it's seasoned. I don't know. I'll, you can look before you leave tonight. <laughs> in fact, I would love for you to look at it. Before no, you leave no, no. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, uh, cook some. I, I cooked some chicken and it was great, like really good. Just you know, salt and pepper kept it really simple, but really good chicken thighs. But like it's at, at the end of the day, like it's like it's chicken. It's chicken. Yeah. So um, yeah, not much there. Uh, for me, listen. <laughs> Last week I was all goods. This week I am all bad. Oh, I've got oh. I've got sort of a serious bad, and then oh. I've got more of just like an annoying bad, oh, wow. which will nicely dovetail with Eric's good. So okay, you know, yeah, yeah. Figure that out as we go. We here. will. Um, the real bad is just you know every once in a while I go through bouts of anxiety, and I'm just in one right now. Just yeah. this this week, the past few days has just been that sort of feeling of of being unsure of of why I have anxiety, but it's there nonetheless. Oh, the anxiety about the anxiety, maddening. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm yes. not making fun. No, it's true, and uh, I'm sure you know. Obviously, I've been on this podcast long enough that I have talked about this multiple times, but. Um, I'm just going through one of those those points right now, and it's not anything specific. I don't have anything super stressful happening. It's just 
my brain starts telling me mm-hmm. there's something to worry about mm-hmm. and it just it takes a lot of effort to shut it down and sometimes i can't for a while so i'm just in that point right at that point right now where i'm like something's wrong i know something's wrong i just can't figure out what it is mm. and it's just a horrible way to try to get through the week because there's there's other stuff there's stuff to do you know what i mean stuff that could be enjoyable stuff that could be not a big deal and it just sort of pushes all of that aside and makes everything troublesome and a bigger deal than it needs to be right you know all that yeah. kind of stuff everything is is a mountain instead of a molehill mm-hmm. yeah yeah all the molehills are mountains yes exactly mm-hmm. yeah. like everything is just amplified yeah now my annoyance this is how well it's not how my anxiety manifested but it's how my frustration with my anxiety has manifested you like when people put up exterior lights i like Mm. to put i want to have up exterior lights but let me tell you i it's one of my great frustrations this time of year is Uh. putting up exterior lights well of course dude i I would join you this in a heartbeat yeah join with you in this yeah well and here's and i i i I made a little list here's here are my issues with it oh it's the worst yeah so number one that's why i appreciate it so much you get your lights out from the previous year you mm. know they're not all gonna work no no and so but no. you have to test them ahead of time at least this is where my brain goes you have to test them ahead of time before you go buy new ones because how do you know what you need to buy oh that's a process so you gotta Throw get them, them all out you gotta test them mm-hmm. half of them get thrown away mm-hmm. how that half of them went bad in the shed like what? Ha- well, well, my, my shed's a different story. This yeah, right? maybe I, the tree no, I, falling I on it. I get you. That's a bad example. There'd be like, ha- like even or like, you know, your tree lights. Like we we get a real tree, and uh, like mm-hmm. you'll get your tree lights out that are dedicated tree lights every year. Right. How's how's half of this half half of the strand is out? Right. Well, All because it's a circuit, so you have to test each one to see which one's the bad one. Okay. Oh, let me tell you. Okay. That's another thing is, like, I have at points taken the time, well, let me go through and see if I can find bad this or, you know, put in the, the little fuse. It's all fake. It is it's all conspiracy. It is. It is. Those fuses, they just put them in there to make you feel good. Yep. Nothing, nothing's ever you, fixed. Dude, I throw them you. immediately out. <laughs> right. Dude. And here's okay. And now, next step, you go to the store to buy new bulbs. Can you find nope. the bulbs nope. that will match nope. the ones that are still working at your house? Nope. No. No. So your choice different. is you have now different kinds of bulbs. Oh, you can't be that family. Or you have to buy <laughs> all <laughs> new bulbs. Right. You gotta buy like everything. It's nope. unbelievable. Nope. Now nope. I know they have the newer ones now, the LEDs, but that's that's an investment. I haven't quite gone there with my exterior lights yet. I feel I'm like I'm wondering it, well, if it's time. But here's the thing, though. Like, I want the natural looking LEDs, sure. not the ones that like you look at it and you're like, "Why does it feel like it's like techno Christmas?" Well, well, but that, <laughs> but like, it feels like it's like when you look at it, it feels like it's vibrating visually. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's a it's, weird. It's it's not blinking. Mm. It's not twinkling. No, but like there's Pulsing like this. Almost. Yes, and I like I don't get it. I have noticed, and I don't like it. There's a weird thing with those where. Like when I have the strand like rolled up and I plug it in, these are for my interior lights that yeah. I did go LED. Yeah. They do they look like they're vibrating. As I pull the string apart and the lights are a little bit further apart from each other, it, it doesn't look like that. It's weird. It is a weird effect. Yeah. But I, I I've seen that too. I'm with you on that. But LED technology has come a long way. But I'm with you. So you guys you guys walk down the runway. Looks nice. Oh, I love it. Does your, look nice. Yes. I love I'll tell your, you what I'll tell you what. Go ahead. 
like I can't tell you how many times I said like the F word in my head <laughs> as I'm setting all those up. Like they look perfect now. So it's four strands of 25 lights each you know, on mm. on the strand. Every single light has to be on a post. Uh, that's a tough setup. I'm telling you, it might be the only year that it's going <laughs> I don't know. But the reason is, like, Amy wanted it, you know, to try it out. I was like, yep, I'll do it. And then Mags was super excited about it. And I'm like, okay. Right. Well, uh, yeah. it looks really good. It does look it really, really good. Does. Yeah, it's, it is cool. I, when yeah. I, about the same time, probably Joe was about three or four was probably last year we had outside lights and we had the netting that goes over the bushes mm-hmm. and we had this and we had that. I would literally, every time I came home, I would be holding my breath because some of them would be out. Yes. <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, no, I can't. And I remember, here's how good of a deal I made with Rachel. I made a deal. If we could get rid of the outside lights, yeah. she could have, I have no idea what it was. Yeah. She made the deal. Yeah. It was such a good deal. I don't even remember what I gave her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could have been like a wreath and a spotlight, which I don't think we have anymore either. Right. But I just couldn't do it anymore. I'm all about the spotlight. It could have been a million dollars. No, I would have remembered giving her a million dollars. But it would have been worth it. Uh, okay, a hundred dollars. But man, kudos Thousand. to the people that like go all in and Good do on it. You. Good I know. On you. Like we I really it. do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, right. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, I am upset about your anxiety, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> the lights thing's got me. I just <laughs> I'm gonna cry in bed tonight. Like, Poor Chris. <laughs> I literally have, because I was working on it tonight, I literally have half of what I need. I got like one, you know, like bush done on the side. And it goes, like I've got, we always go like up and around the window frame and then up and around the door and then up around the window frame on the other side. I literally have one window frame and half the door. Like that's, I have exactly half of what I need. You know what your your other problem is? Uh, well, you have a great Christmas house. Yeah, like oh, yeah. the outside, Framed it's like perfectly. a co- it's like a cottage right. stone like, front yes, kind of like look. yeah. It is set up perfectly for Ooh. a good Christmas experience. I have a good. Okay, it's a small good, but it All goes right. along with 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 decorating. It's we, Christmas lights are on sale at Lowe's. When we oh, that would be even better. <laughs> I'll let you know. No, we um when we went to get our live tree because we've been doing that the past few years. Oh yeah. Um, we for the first time purchased a. A live, not really, a, but a real, like a natural wreath, a Ooh. large oh, yeah. That's wreath. Fancy. Yeah, um, not too expensive. Forty bucks, twenty-five. Ah, it's a deal. I no, mean, it's not good. a giant. That's not a major one still, for fifteen. It's a little bigger bad. than I would put on our front door. So we have like a oh, you're good. Yeah, a flag. Good post Honestly. hook thingy on the front of our house that I've never used for a flag, but I have in the past used for wreaths. Yeah. So I got up on my ladder tonight and boom, that awesome Dude, throw new a spotlight fresh on that, wreath. You're right? Go. That's yep. what I need to do. I like it. And shout out to 380 Auction. That's where we got our Christmas tree this Smart year. Smart move. Um, That's our fall place. We've never gone for Christmas. Well, we usually go to Value City Furniture parking lot. Right, right. Those guys are awesome. I think you awesome. said that last week. Okay, did I? Mm-hmm. And they weren't there. But we also got a bunch of different greens you know, Chris, we we laurels, got, if you will, sure, um, and some some little wreaths and and yeah. whatnot, and like yeah, Amy loves all that, and I do too. Like the house looks amazing, like it's, it really it, does. It, it yeah, does, it really does, and like Mags, it's it is it really is magic. Speaking awesome. of of that that Christmas tree lot at Value City, yeah. comment from one of our listeners who happens to be my wife, but she said um, she said at the table. Chris, we don't have listeners. absolutely, she is at the table. Um, Usually driving in the car. That's you yeah. Know, yeah. Her that's table's Amy in too. the car. Yeah. yeah. But um, she said that Christmas tree lot at Value City in Monroeville is 
whenever she's like reading a book with a Christmas tree lot or even like um, movies mm-hmm. where, where that's they, what she pictures that's where yeah. they always are that's what she pictures that that's lot. so funny yeah and like sh- like again shout out to them they're the nicest guys I, I felt really bad that we didn't you know go there but they weren't there yeah. on Friday when we it's really been go, there so. forever yeah they're, they're really nice guys but anyway Jay any food oh yeah no nah, I don't eat alright <laughs> so for me uh, let's go the good for whatever reason, was the wedding this weekend. Uh, I got to go to a wedding and be really the last person invited. Maybe Rachel would have been last. (laughs) We weren't on the original list. We went out of just, it doesn't matter the story, but it was a, it was an away weekend at a nice hotel at a yacht club and just everything was great. I mean, it was fun Friday night before the wedding Saturday, which is a nice loungy day getting ready. The wedding service was beautiful. The food was amazing. The biggest cocktail hour food spread I've ever seen, including people walking around with extra appetite. I mean, just the band was incredible. The conversations were diverse from super serious to silly drunk to um, surprising to predictable to everything. And then like, I had one conversation that I was like, I need to get out of this conversation. I was like, I'm not comfortable. I don't <laughs> like this person very much right now. Mm. And I was like, oh, hold on. And I just walked away. Because oh. <laughs> they don't know me. It doesn't matter. I'm the, I'm the last guy invited. And even the bus ride. You, you know they're listening this week. No, like, they're that? not. And the bus ride back from the reception to the hotel, which was nice oh, having a interesting. shuttle. interesting. Okay. I grabbed the microphone and I'm, and I'm playing uh, music on yeah, my phone. Yeah, you are. And somebody was like, hey, bus driver, can you play? And my nephew, Matthew, was like, it's not the bus driver. It's Uncle Jay. <laughs> but apparently somebody had thrown up on the other bus coming uh, back. So I got to tell everybody on their bus that they chose the wrong bus because we had Christmas music and lots of fun. Nice. And then disc golf Sunday morning with Rachel at a great course. Oh, yeah. So just a buh last. Wait, uh, you weren't uh, you weren't listening to church? No, no, not at all. <laughs> good for you. No, no. Yeah, right. Seriously. So, so the bad has good in it. And that is I was having a conversation last night on the phone with somebody who uh, let's just protect their identity. We'll say his name was Denny C or no, no, no. D Chisnell. And um, at one point they said, oh, we're trying to set up a time to meet. And he goes, well, you're not available during the day. And I said, in fact, I am. He goes, well, I, I, I didn't know you were available during the day. He goes, I, I don't know what you do. During the day. That's the classic pastor. Now, this person has been a member of our church for five years. <laughs> they have no idea what I do during the day, which I get it. But it's just one of those things in my job that people just don't get. And, right. and I've said it before. They think you're always working or never working. And the answer is both and neither. Right. And so then today, I had lunch with somebody, which was an absolutely great meeting I got to rejoice with them. Nice. Man, did I get to mourn with them. Mm. And they alerted me to an issue of something that was going on with somebody else. I leave there. I need air in my tires before I pick Bella up from work. I walk into the tire place. There's a parent of a former volleyball player. Wait, were you at McCullough Tire? I was. So was I. I was there this morning. I was there at uh, 1 o'clock. For Amy's car. All right. I wasn't there. And this guy's like, hey, Jay. And he looks like somebody else, but he's about... 15 years younger than that somebody else. And I'm like, I, hey, did you get a haircut? And he's like, no. I'm like, what's up? Well, about five minutes in, I figure out who he is. Yeah. 
we had the longest conversation we've ever had because he's just a volleyball parent that I didn't know very well. Yeah. And just talking about life and raising kids and everything else. And I'm just, you know, talking about his daughter that I coached and just, it was such a great, meaningful conversation with impact. And I got to say to him, look, you know, you ever need anything? I got, you know, I got you, whatever else. Leave there, pick up Bella, go home, work on the awkward situation I found out about lunch, send out a big, long email, which is a that's a, it's an email, yeah. you know, about that situation that it was alerted to me, mm. had to review it, had to go over it. Do I send this? Do I not send this? And now I really want to love this person in this way. And then I did about 10 to 15 pages for our annual congregational meeting. Mm. And then I go to the store and I run to this lady who's been talking about coming to church and she's going through a big issue in her life. And I thought, yeah, when people say like, what do you do during the day? Yeah. Like this is what this you do. is what, and then I come to a podcast. Right. So, and just honored and humbled to have that. And if people don't un- understand it, then whatever, it's cool. Yeah, it's fine. I don't. Like, I mean, I don't know. How maybe, can you understand? Maybe it's because I'm so close to it, but like, you know, right. Yeah. How can you understand? Because like, you could, like, I feel like there's days where you probably wake up and you have no idea what's about to oh, come. Oh, I call those weekdays. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you have no idea what's coming. Like, I can and plan then, a day. Oh, yeah. I got a pl- plan for tomorrow. And then you get a phone call. My brother's line always is, looks good on paper. <laughs> but, right. So, yeah. and food-wise, um, yeah, I, yeah, I thought of something this week, and I was like, you know, that's what I'm going to talk about. And it's gone now. So, mm. it's cool. Japanese it's cool. soup. And you know what it was? Yeah. It absolutely was. I've been working on a little Japanese dashi kind of a soup, and it's my second batch. And it's funny because What's Rachel- What's in it? Because I have no idea what that dashi. is. Dashi. Well, it's actually hondashi is the uh, item you make to on, make Chris. the dashi. It's a, it's a cheat. It's like so, a, it's, it's a Japanese bouillon. You just insulted teeny little somebody beads. somewhere. I was just <laughs> guessing. The hate is what really bothers me from Chris. <laughs> Not the ignorance. It's the hate. Um. So I made a, I bought a bunch of chicken legs and roasted them off and then made a chicken broth from them. Let that cool, skim the fat like you do. And then I just added the hundashi, which is a dashi mix, one teaspoon for every cup. I made six cups, whatever. And then added, you know, mushrooms, carrots, onions, whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I made a, like a teriyaki chicken breast, excuse me, thigh, seared it off really hard. <clears throat> And diced it and threw that in at the end. And I didn't add any spice this time because last time Brian said it was too spicy. What kind of spice? It's a togadashi, which is just like a Japanese red pepper. Mm. So think like Japanese cayenne. Mm-hmm. Um, That's probably why he's not here tonight. But the irony is <laughs> I gave it as it was, you know, I'm adding the seasoning and a little more of this, a little soy sauce, a little lime juice, more oh, garlic and ginger, of course. And Rachel's like, hmm, it tastes meaty. And I was like, what do you mean it tastes meaty? And she's like, it just tastes meaty. Brian took a swig of it because I gave him some to take home last night. First yeah. words out of his mouth, tastes meaty. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I've never heard anybody describe soup no. as meaty before. That's the last thing I would describe any soup. Yeah. Now now I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Well, you don't have to give me any. Eh, well, <laughs> I had some soup. So anyhow, last week we went over uh, one through nine in 18 tips from life coach Tyler Tote. T-O-D-T, who is an author and coach. And we agreed with some of his points, disagreed with some of his points, and we applied them to our lives. Mm -hmm. And we were really looking forward to just finishing off 10 through 18. 
And so we're going to do that tonight. And if you are listening live, uh, if you're at the table with us and you agree, disagree, or can apply it to your life, please do so. Uh, Chris, why don't you get us started? So the next tip, he starts out by saying men only. I will always or usually have a problem with that. But I do get what he's... What, what he's, number is this? Well, <laughs> this is this is the second number nine, Jay. So we're a little confused. But anyway, number Maybe nine. Maybe better at marriage than numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so his advice for men only is to listen and validate don't fix and i do get where he's coming from because i think there is you know there are obviously um differences between the way like men and women communicate and and, and things so he even though this or individuals absolutely so that well and individually that's where i'm going is that this could certainly be for for women as well um in relationships with their husbands but his um commentary on on men's auto approach to things is that um when she is struggling with something we tend to fix and or get defensive guys let me tell you this is me like amy loves that when you do that this is me yeah oh my gosh (laughs) i can't help but get defensive sometimes Mm. and um of course we want to fix things like gotta gotta fix the things right right but of course, she's not wanting us to fix. It's her way of connecting and sharing life is is how he describes it. So his advice to us is to listen. And he highlights the word validate. You have anything to say on that, Jay? Validate or the whole thing? Oh, the whole thing. Well, for sure. What he's talking about in general is emotional responding, mm-hmm. which we've covered in a couple of different podcasts. You can search for that in the podcast listings. Um because she's sharing a struggle. She's saying, I am upset. I am I am struggling with this. And so what he does is basically give two different descriptions of facts, logic, and reason. Because one is fixing it, which is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And part of that is critical responding. Don't feel like this. Fix it. Or mm-hmm. the defensive is, well, here's why you're struggling. It doesn't have to do with me. It's these are the reasons why. So that's facts, logic, and reason. So I agree to not fix and not be defensive. But, you know, and I do certainly agree that they are wanting to connect and share. So to to listen and validate, you want to be careful how you validate. Mm-hmm. Because if you validate by saying, oh, I know exactly how you feel. Well, that's not good. If you say, oh, I feel the same way. Let me tell you about my day. Well, that's being selfish. Mm-hmm. You don't want that either. Mm-hmm. But to listen and to not fix it right away, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And I would agree with you, Chris. Like, it's not it's it's not a men only thing. Right. Like, if I were you know complaining about something, I wouldn't want Amy just telling me how to fix it right away. Like, I would want her to seek understanding and and join me in my emotion before anything. So, like, yeah, I think it's not men only. And I've added lately in my teaching, you know, I would say do not uh, fix first. Mm hmm. Right. Add the word first. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, join them in their emotion. You know, validate, for lack of a better term, to use his term. But then if they want, if they're looking for that, if they have a high need for support, okay, then join them and help them fix that. Mm-hmm. But if they if they don't, then just leave it alone. But if all you ever do is go, oh, that's terrible. They're like, no, help me. And well, there does come a time, them. yeah, for like facts, logic, and reason. Sure. Yeah. But like not the, first. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, number 9.5 slash 10, uh, mandatory date nights with no kids. 
Absolutely. There's somebody that told me that this is an important thing. I can't remember his. Your wife. Oh, no, Jay. Uh, <laughs> well, but, but, but it's a step further. <laughs> yeah. Have fun together. Men, plan it out for her. This is something that I don't do and that I'm like, I think I'm going to do this. Because I think Amy, in this instance, my Amy would really appreciate if I planned it out and yes. I just took her out on a date. Yes. Whereas and I don't like, want to generalize, but I'm right there with you. Yeah. My Amy would also. Yeah. Where, like, historically, like, we talk it out. We're like, what do you mm-hmm. want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Like, do you want to do this? I don't know. You know, like, it's whole back and forth where I high, feel. High need for security? They don't want that. Yeah. But. Right. High need for attention. High need for, you know, belonging. Oh, I, you cared enough to plan this right. date for me. Right. Appreciation. Then they do want that. Yeah. Well, here, yeah. I'll take it another route, though. How would you like? So my Amy does have a high need for security, but I feel like I would. You could tell her, though. I would. Right. Say, I would this say, is the plan. I've got, right. or I, I would say I'm taking care of everything. Yeah. Exactly. Like that would. Yeah. Help security would that not? Or do you think that's. No. Yeah. It depends on how the security is manifesting itself. Okay. Because if she's like, yeah, but you need to tell me where. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Like you said, tell her in advance. That's fine. But you yeah. have everything under control. Right. Right. She would love that. Um, <laughs> I should do that. Uh, at home, it can get so monotonous. Did you pack lunches, uh, get the laundry done? I took out the trash, etc. cetera. Uh, every week, we hire sitters and go out for fun adult-only date night and connect and grow. Another thing like that I wanted to mention was... Oftentimes, like, we'll go out on double dates, triple dates, you know, as a group, you know, and that's not the same thing. Correct. It's got to be just you guys. Right. Not just no kids. Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody else. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, hey, double dates are fun, group, whatever, but you've got to have the one-on-one. Yeah, we've done, like, the one-on-one date, and then we'll meet up later, but, like, you know, like, that kind of, like, combo. like just Like, as long as we're having that one-on-one time. I'd love to go back to the Center for Relational Care and ask them about that, like... Does that count? You know, if the first half is here and the second half is there. I mean, I don't want to say it counts. Like yeah. They're the all, end all, be all. But. <laughs> right. Uh, number 11, boy, we're going to have an argument about this one. This is, yeah, we're getting real. Yeah. Men. Well, hold on here. <laughs> well, and right. Well, no, and, and, and we said this last week. His focus in this post is men. But. And I feel like he's just coming from a like a man's perspective of right. like things that he's struggled with right. and that he's talked about. He's trying to share. And he's like, this is what has been successful as a man. And, you know, yeah. Men, and we're going to add, and women. Right. Quit watching porn. Yeah. I could go into the details. He said he justified it as a stress reliever, not a big deal. Bro, you're better than that. Mm. It's just not okay. And I know it, it's something I have to be sympathetic to. Because of all my sins and all my struggles, that's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I do. We don't yeah. need to go into that. Right. Right. Um, but for many, it is. For many, it is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember talking to people in ministry, and they were and I, and I they yeah. were like, oh, that's something I've always struggled with. And I'm like, really? And I'd say, like, so when? And every example I gave, they're like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I was like, wow. All right. Mm. Now it was more of a lust, but still. Mm-hmm. So mm. with that. I mean, he gives examples and everything else. No, it does not lift them up as an individual. It does not improve your sex life. It does not. I mean, it's just a it's just a throwaway. It is part of what comes out of the top of your emotional cup mm-hmm. from unresolved hurts, unmet needs. You it's know, a big lie. It's a big deal. It's a big lie. Mm-hmm. You're not alone if you struggle with it, but it isn't helpful. Mm-hmm. Right. And And I mean, he emphasizes also the fact that when you put those things aside – like your wife knows she's the only theoretically one. that yeah like ha, right. like that she is 
your greatest desire, mm-hmm. I guess. Like that she is your yeah. fantasy. It's it's almost even like to break it down even simpler, you're walking at the mall back when you used to go to the mall. And, you know, Rachel would say, like, wow, did you see that woman over there? I'm like, nope. <laughs> and it, now we're not long enough into a relationship where I'll be like, nope. And she's like, you know, yes, you did. I'm like, what? The one with the blue, you know, the blue dress and the <laughs> yeah. shirt that didn't fit. She's like, I'm like, didn't notice her. Didn't her at all. <laughs> Number 12, connect with fun physical activities as a family. So here he's going family oriented, not just uh, specifically spouse. But um, listen to this. He says, for 25 months now, we have had no TV or Netflix in our home. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's Nobody likes a bragger. If you couldn't pay the bill, just, just let us know. <laughs> now, he is not only a life coach. He is also a fitness yeah. coach, guru guy. So he says, instead, we, and he gives a whole list, hike, swim, ride bikes, Plank challenges, family dance contests, relay races with our dog, read books outside at sunset, and weekend getaways and exploring, all of which are great activities. Those are great activities. And I would say I definitely want to do physical activities with my family and all that. Uh, I'm keeping my TV. I mean, well, and I'm just selective. Like, you know, I mean, maybe like... Like, yeah, we'll ride bikes. That'll be fun. Um, we know, need some zone out time, though, on, I have to admit. Walk. Yeah, like, we like go you got to have some. But, like, relay races with our dog? Oh, well, nah. First of all, <laughs> the dog's on my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. it. I, get, I don't argue with it. Um, but, yeah. We talk in our family, and maybe I've already read the list, but um, we always say it's a Mitlow family adventure. And it can be anything, or it can be like when everything's going wrong, you know, and we're, uh, we don't get lost anymore with GPS, but, you know, we're just like, well, it's another Mitlow family adventure. Yes. Here we are. We're we, somewhere. We do that same thing, actually. We use the word adventure, and we're like, this is this is yeah. the adventure we're on right now. But even last November, when we were in our month of quarantining from being exposed different times and getting it different times, we went disc golfing at Sugar Creek, which is about an hour and five minutes away in the woods on a warm November day. Great, Rachel and Bella, excuse me, Rachel and Joe and I played. Bella got paid 10 bucks by Joe to carry his discs. <laughs> and, and I think back, and I'm like, man, that was one of the great memories of that yeah. year. Like yeah. the four of us. So I'm, I'm not against it. I wish we did more of it. Yeah. The outdoor stuff and, and the active stuff. Yeah. Um, so I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. I'm still keeping TV. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, I mean, could, I mean, what, does TV bring anything? Does it, does it help you in some way depends other than the, to zone out? Probably depend, not. Depends on the TV. I mean, sure. I, I mean, if you're getting into the history channel or something, you can okay. learn. You can, well, <laughs> okay, the, the, the real history channel, but, um, the well, old, the old one, there's a new one. No, just the, uh, how it used to be. <laughs> I don't know. And that's episode one thirty. Oh no! I whatever. No, and, and I I had a, actually thinking back. This was another good for me this week. But I had another adventure with Mags, and I've been known to do this where, and I, I've done it with Amy, and I did it with Mags this weekend. Um, one, I I needed Mags to take a nap, so I was like, "We're getting in the car, and we're gonna go." And I just started driving towards Murraysville. Better than Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> and she conked out, and I was like, "Great!" And then I was like, "I need to find like an indoor." play place so i searched and there's one in greensburg i was like dude why 
not. I'm going to be a hero. It's a great dad move. <laughs> and we drove, and she woke up like five minutes before we got there, and she did not want to go in. I was like, trust me, you will love what we're about to do, and she was fighting me, and then we walked in, and her face just like... <gasps> and it was a great hour and 45 minutes. Like, I, like I, I know, man. I know. I know. Like... An hour and forty five minutes. Like what was it like fifteen bucks? It was six dollars for each of us. Oh, so, I know. Stealing. She was loving it. And she was with all kinds of kids that were her size and like, yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, just like that was a cool adventure. You could have stayed home, on. put on uh, whatever she's watching now. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yelled at her to keep busy. And and that's kinda like that's kinda where I see it. Yes, that's the is, point. like yeah, there's days where you can stay at home and watch you know, we could watch Peppa Pig and Blippi and all her favorite people and Peppa. blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, at the end of the day, what do you have to show for it? I get that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a little bit well, of Well, you got to make time for family adventures. Yeah, a little like bit of balance gotta, is, is good. Yeah, we agree. Uh, number 13, speak life to one another. Leave notes and love letters. Uh, red heart. Uh, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it was an emoji from cut and paste. Oh, okay. Uh, so the, the thing that I think he's... I'm trying to get across um, in the biggest way is be the biggest cheerleader for, uh, sorry, be the biggest cheerleader and supporter. And yeah. Yeah. We should mention that we talked about his history last week as far as like, yeah, that he, they're on the brink of divorce. Exactly. So these are things Mm, like when he says a few years ago, we didn't do any of this stuff. These are things that he really feels have saved his marriage. Yeah. And I agree with that. Like I, you know, I, sent a text to Amy, you know, about how I think she's like the best mom ever today, you know, like just cause she needs that. And well, he writes, and she is, it's our mission to try and give one another energy. And I think that's a great way to put mm. it mm. because you gave motivation. Her yeah. Yeah. You gave, gave her a little her, bit of energy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. Um, well I do this. It's fun to be very fair. I do this with my children more than I do it with Rachel. Now they need it more than Rachel. You know, sure. Rachel's like, yeah, okay, yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. I'm working. Um, but especially with, with Bella, man, I, I, lately, cause she's, she's struggling with her math grade, you know, an AP calc. She, she has 95 and higher in every other class, but she's struggling math. And so she'll say, I'm not smart. Mm. And yet she's about to be, you know, she has the play coming up. Everything's good except the math. And so I'll say to her, like, who has a 4.0, even though, you know, who's a 4.0? I do. Who has a 98 in this class? Who's, you know, teachable? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. You know, I sew that into her. And I just think it's it's very important. And yeah, I could still do it more for Rachel. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a reminder I always need. And I mean, I think Amy and I have gotten better at that over the years, too. But it's still, it's hard, like, well, speaking of anxiety, like I was earlier, like that makes it so much harder to focus on her just because i'm feeling bombarded you know what i mean mm. so like i have because i was thinking if you were to do it more it would make you feel better as a person right and maybe it would and well i know it would i mean it definitely would make me feel better as right. a person are you saying i have anxiety because i don't think i'm a good person no yes oh. but no <laughs> i'm saying when you're focused if you're like how can i bless amy how can i encourage her how can right. i cheer her the more your mind is on the focus that, is there. It's yeah. not inward and spiral. Right, right, right. Mm. Yeah. It's sort of, it's just another way of thinking of like, you know, I've heard that, well, try to be present. Just focus on the present. Right. And what's happening here in front of you right now. And that's, yeah. Or, yeah, she's 
present here in front of me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. And even me, every once in a while, I'll think of people that I haven't thought of in a while, and I will, and I don't do it as much as I'd like. I'll shoot them a text. I'll shoot them an email. I'll comment on their on their social media. Hey, thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. Blah 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 blah. You know, boy, we should do that a whole lot more with the people closest to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Never all caps. Speak bad about your spouse in front of others, even if it's a joke. It's off limits. Build them up in front of others always. I can, I'll go with that one uh, for a second. I so I was raised in a household where everybody was critical of my mother, mm. but it started with my father, and so like. I think as as us kids grew up, we sort of like grew into that. Well, that's how that's how we talked to mom. Like that's how mm. we. So there was a lot of of that. Um, and my Amy would tell you at the beginning of our marriage, Ooh. especially, um, there was like like that was isn't that how I'm supposed to talk? Like isn't that what we do? Aren't we like extra not not even just critical, but like sarcastic and things like that? Mm-hmm. So th- not necessarily even in front of others. Oh, I, although I'm sure that that has happened, but even just to them, to them, yeah, yeah. And I want to be I want to be clear on how I describe because I will say I completely agree with this statement um, because like there's been conversations where. Um, Amy will be at work and then one of her work friends will talk about their husband and how like stupid he is and and whatnot. Oh gosh. Well, right. And like, you know, I know Amy would never do that. Like she would, and like it it bothers her when other people do it about their spouse. Mm -hmm. Like it, it really kind of, you know, sits with her in in a wrong way. And me too. Like I hate to hear other people talk bad, but there are times where like, you know, we've joked about silly things you know and i don't feel like it's anything that is like something that would be offensive to one of our spouses it's it is you know just kind of a funny thing and if it was then i feel like a lot of our like since we are who we are and and all that our spouse would probably say like look i didn't I didn't appreciate that. Right. You know, we know where the line is, is what I guess what what you could say. But yeah, like there's so many times where like, oh, my husband's so stupid and he blah, blah, blah. and it's like, man, I could I could never I could never call Amy stupid. Right. I could like that like that is so foreign to me. Right. Like and that really bugs me when when people do that. And I will just add that um I think that I lost my brain. Go ahead, Jay. Because so, you're stupid. Two things. One, there was there was a couple that I knew in Penn Hills, and they did nothing but this. They yeah. would put it, and I was like, "Well, they've been married a long time, and they were looked up to." And I'm like, you know, even though everything I've been taught, maybe maybe you can't. Well, they're divorced now, so there's <laughs> that. But what I would say, the only caveat to this is you've got to. I think it's still okay, like when you're struggling with something with your spouse. To have your one or two closest friends that you can say, like, look, and you can be critical. Am, no, well, to say, am I the a hole? Oh yeah, am yeah, I oh, wrong yeah, here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or when you've gone and you're, and it's a constant battle, or you've been open and honest and vulnerable, and it didn't get resolved, right? And you just got to have that safety net where they can say, man, I'm just so sorry, and they can comfort you in that. Right. You're not, you're not bagging on them. You're saying, I'm hurting. Yeah. And I, you know, sure, you're supposed and go to them first, but it might give you the resolve, or they might say, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's that relationship with somebody who is trusted and can keep their mouth shut and you're going for comfort. Right. Not 
to coalition build, not to get a yes man, not to say, oh, she's terrible, you know, mm-hmm. because we've all done that. And, yeah. and I've encouraged Rachel to do that, you know, with, with the with the ladies. What about and I you saying that sparked what I was trying to remember is what about the word vent? What if you need someone to vent to? Yeah, I mean, that's a different way of saying that to a degree. And that's I what I meant careful by how you do that. Yeah, and that's what I meant by critical. Like, you know, am I being too critical, or is this something like I'm really bothered by this? You know, like that's yeah, yeah, right. And right. Set vent, sounding board, yeah, comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, again, with one, maybe two trusted others. I right. think that's healthy, uh, as long as you still resolve the issue. Right. You know, does it help you? Does it give you perspective? Does it give you insight into yeah. what they might be feeling? Hmm. Up next, but we go the opposite way. Do some activities apart. Um, gives you a chance to refill and recharge. Maybe a guy's night out, girl's weekend. Um, and we've all been a part of, of those kind of things. I mean, that that is a healthy thing to have friendships outside of your marriage and to have um, people to hang out with and, and, and things to do. Yeah, we're big on this. Like, we definitely need our own time to recharge and, and have some time with the boys. And, you know, and Amy needs time. With her girls, yeah. Yeah, to whatever degree, percentage-wise, sure. Like, Tommy and Jan, I mean, I think it was something like they went 13 years, and they had seen each other every day. And, like, I shortly after Rachel and I were dating, we both went to a concert, but I went with my friends. She went with her friends out of Star Lake. Mm. And my brother was just flabbergasted at that. Mm. I'm like, I saw them there. That's fine. Whatever. You know, right. for him, no, they, they need to see each other more often. For Rachel and I, it's like, yeah, it's cool. Whatever. So, yeah, I think percentage-wise it can vary. But for sure, you need to have independent activities. Uh, number 16, model the behaviors I desire. Did you put this in? Or is this a, is this a, It's him speaking in the first person. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, it just means like if he acts the way he would like to be treat others the way you'd like to be treated treat what your spouse saying? right uh and you're better off not preaching behaviors if you won't live them out this changed me a lot i can't ask my wife to do things i'm not doing putting her first intentional listening never complaining lead by example mutual giving one of the three essential components of any successful relationship that's all it is. Man, I've hmm. seen so many couples that they just don't have that. And, and like they, that's something that I kind of check in with Amy. I'm like, are we good? Like, do you feel like you're getting your, like, time that you need? And, you know, because I'm good. I just want to make sure that you're getting yours. And, like, if I need to do a little bit more, I'm good to give a little bit more right now. And, you know, that kind of thing. I had a great conversation this week with somebody. And it was it's somebody I've been meeting with for a long time and mentoring and discipling and all that kind of stuff. And they said, I'm just ready. I'm ready to give my life over to Christ. I'm ready to change. And you know what? I know that my marriage will get better. And I know that my spouse will get better because they will follow me. And they've got their own issues and I'm not responsible for them. But if I make these changes, they will follow me. And I guess a lot of what he's saying, like, hey, I, I can't guarantee what anybody else is going to do, but I've got to lead. I can't say, right. well, they haven't. You know, it's mutual giving. That's a given. Yeah. It's that has been a struggle for me. I, I mean, especially when I was younger, but um, to to try to be the first one to change or the first one to you know address something in a different way um, as a way to, I guess, 
heal parts of the relationship or just heal communication or whatever it might be. Like, to, well, instead it's not of always easy. Complaining and waiting for the other person to do it. Like, sometimes you just got to be the one to act. Mm-hmm. And there it is. Number 17. Take your family on adventures. Uh, he embraced that journey, doing scavenger hunts, challenge hikes. Man, that it, well, we've gone on hikes as the Mitlow family adventure, but that was on vacations. Mm. Picnics, sunset walks, blah, 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 blah. Dad, create fun and challenging adventures. You'll grow closer as a unit. Couldn't agree more. I don't plan enough of them, to be very honest. Um, different stage of life, too. You know, I've got an 18 and a 16-year-old. Um, but I, I think, to our uh, playroom, which is now our game room or literally was Joe's. Now it's Bella's room in the basement. How, you know, we changed even that into the balls room, mm-hmm. which had a mattress and I built a climbing wall and rope swings and, you know, cause the winters are cold. You're not doing stuff. I, I, it's, you gotta be, you gotta have adventures. I, we would, Oh, this is such a great moment. I, in the same vein as Eric of, I got to kill some time. Mm-hmm. I got to burn some energy. Yep. You know, I would say to Joe and Bella, Hey, we're going to go on an adventure. And like, I would take them up to the football field that's by my house, but we wouldn't go to the football field. We'd just walk through the woods and we would go as far as we could. Yeah. And, you know, and just, it's an adventure. Pinhills Park, walk in the creek. Right. We'll find what we find. Right. We're going to find what we find. And I guess it's different based on the age of your kids. Yeah. You know, for 18 and 16 year old, I'm not going to plan quite the adventure. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. We're going to go walk in the woods. Like, yeah. the hell we are, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but if uh, you guys had experience with that? Um. Yes and no. I would say I'm also not the greatest at planning them, but I think that I am very engaged on them. Like I, 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 I like to think anyway that I, especially again when the kids were younger, that I was sort of the, the fun dad. Like I was out there. Like I was the one out. Like just I don't know sled riding. Yes, doing doing mm. the things with them. Right. That sort Mom of staying in. Right. She'll help them get. Oh. This is another flashback, and you're heading right towards it. Oh, you're dude. in the middle of it. I was in there last year. Yeah, we're, yep. we're headed right towards when, there again. When yeah. you're duct taping the gloves to the winter coat and you're <laughs> stuffing them in, and like when Rachel would be like, "I'm not going in the cold," but help, she'll help get them ready. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. You get them ready. I'll go out with I'll them. I'll burn them out. When I come back in, right, they're yours. you take them away. <laughs> right. Like, yes, that's absolute, and that's mutual giving. But even like your trips to Ocracoke, like, hey, this is our adventure. Right. Like, you could have stayed home for Thanksgiving, but no, we're going to go do this. We're going to sure. go see life. We're going to go. Yeah. Right. And it's very relative to where you are. Like, right now, we go on hikes, which is a walk around the neighborhood. Right. You know, and we look for, we like, I can find a leaf for mom. Or I can find a rock ah, for mom. Like that's like, yep, that's what we're gonna do. And then like it'll turn into like camping in the backyard, and you know, like that that you know, and then camping somewhere else, and like that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I'm all about that. It's but right now, yeah, it's it's pretty local. Yes, yeah. yeah, awesome. And uh, he closes out number eighteen. He says she needs to be your number one always, and goes into the things we've talked about before, but um, basically continue to court your spouse continue to date your spouse pursue her anything to add to that gentlemen that's good advice yeah you can never take them for granted and even when it seems like they don't need it they don't want it you know to a degree Mm -hmm. it 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 adds up yeah it adds up and and they'll notice it if it's not there Mm -hmm. and you can say hey you're my this you're my that well your actions show that Mm. but he also gives advice for women Oh, even more than love, he needs your respect. 
Hmm. I would say that varies by person. We're right. talking about, again, relational needs. But uh, in his case, maybe he does. He has a high need of respect, and, and that's what he values the most. And I think it's an important note to just say women well everybody in a relationship try that's part of you know that's why we do this podcast is find out what your own relational needs are but also find out what your significant others and other people in your life what are their needs well and it's interesting i think he probably found out what one of his emotional highest emotional needs is, is respect and for a lot of guys it is and for some it's not but like you said chris that's you know that's a great point like um, for for what he said, uh, oh, how did he word it? Uh, for her it. to be your number one always? No, for him. Oh, he said, love. He needs your respect. He, Build his ego, right. and he will slay dragons for you. Right. He needs your respect or appreciation. He needs your appreciation. Right. Exactly. He needs your approval. He needs your whatever it is. Like yeah. It's, well, and he says to to men, she needs to be your number one. Well, what is that? Well, that's approval, belonging. Mm-hmm. She needs to know that it really mm-hmm. matters that she's your wife. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe she doesn't. Maybe right. she needs security. Maybe she so needs make sure every day she knows you're never going anywhere and you've taken care of everything. Maybe she needs appreciation. Tell her how great the house right. looks, the decorations, whatever. Affection, all that. Yeah. But meet their, you know, you've got to meet their needs. You've got to build them up so that they don't feel alone, which is what we talk about, so that they feel that they matter and that you see that and, 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 and and you are valuing who they are and meeting their needs for them. That's right. That is exactly right. And we could make a list of our own, and perhaps one week we will. But overall, Tyler Tote, who I did say <laughs> is an author. Yes. He has a book on fitness and a book on how to win in Vegas. Ah. Playing cards. So he actually doesn't have a marriage book out yet. Interesting. Yeah, I looked up his website. But I appreciate him. I follow him on Twitter, and he's a good follow, and is a upbeat, positive guy. Probably yeah. a little too into fitness for my taste, right? But uh, you know, as it is, I'm I'm very appreciative of him and him putting this together, and really being open and honest and vulnerable to say we were a train wreck marriage, mm. but now we got it going on. Yeah, and I think if anybody puts most of these eighteen together, they'll be just fine. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely, and uh, that's how we're going to end episode one thirty eight. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, don't forget to take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. I'm going to go relay race my dog. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you next week. Bye. Mm. Do it once. You bought somebody else's sausage. The hate is what really bothers me from Chris. <laughs> Not the ignorance, it's the hate.